Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Nintendo's podcast. My name is Brayden. And I'm Jake. We are sitting across from each other for the last time before he goes off to school. How sad. But we're enjoying it so far, and we're here for a, have a good time recording a podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, just because we won't be physically in front of each other, I don't think anything's really going to change with the podcast. It'll sound exactly the same. And we're looking forward to continuing it from a distance. It'll be our b- little project to bond over. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Facebook currently. We have a social media presence there. We And we, we posted a little hint about maybe what our gym might be this week. You can find the podcast itself on iTunes, Spotify, as well as our Podbean website. So check us out at nintendogems.podbean.com. Yeah, and hopefully one day maybe we'll get out to some other podcast services such as Google and the like. We're working on it. We'll get there. (laughs) Should we get into the news? Let's get right into it. All right. So our first piece of news from this last week is about the Evo tournament. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. It's a series of tournaments for multiple fighting games. What were some of the games they played this year? Is it Street Fighter V? Probably whatever the newest Tekken is. Tekken. Yeah. I'm not current in fighting games. I'm not either. Other than Super Smash Bros., however, which is what we're here to talk about, actually. It had the highest Evo viewing record of all time. Um, Of all all Evo, period, or just Smash? Yeah, so it's Smash Bros. Ultimate has set the record for any game in Evo history, confirmed at over 279,000 viewers. That's so cool. So go us. Go Nintendo. Go Smash Bros. Smash Bros. has always been a pretty big deal at Evo. Um, Do you remember that one year where they tried to stop? them from playing melee i do remember that that and there was a bit of a a backlash against that i think mm-hmm. um but that i think that is the interesting thing though that this isn't melee it's ultimate which melee has been generally the the smash game that has been present at evo tournaments i think i think it's safe to say that ultimate's going to take over melee i mean i'm i'm always of the mind where i thought smash wii u was better than melee and i think I think Ultimate is better than Wii U and Melee, so I, I, I'm not a I'm not a purist. I no, guess. absolutely no. I I'm with you. I would rank them identically. I think uh, Melee actually certainly better than Brawl. That's I'll give for it sure. that. But I thought four was good enough. But Ultimate certainly takes the cake. But anyway, just thought that was cool. Yeah, it just it shows how big of a deal how Nintendo isn't just for kids. Yeah, you know, lots of adults, pro gamers playing it, watching it. So that's cool. Yeah. Our next piece of news, there was a new Pokemon Sword and Shield trailer this week with some new reveals. What did you think about that? Well, it was a it was a two minute trailer that was packed with what felt like so many things. It was just like cut every half second, like of a new image, new Pokemon, yeah. new something. Yeah, the Pokemon community has been going crazy the past few days about this. So I didn't watch it the first few days. I've been, as we mentioned, since I'm, I'm moving soon. I've been so busy with all that stuff, but I caught up and watched it just just the other day, and I w- I thought it was like a Pokemon Direct, like just because of how much stuff people were saying was in it. But it was a two minute trailer, and there is so much stuff in it. If you want to go ahead and get into what was revealed, yeah, the first big thing is that there are Galarian forms similar to Alolan forms. Is that how you you would pronounce both yeah, of those? Galarian Alolan, and, and yeah. So they revealed a Galarian Weezing. He has like a top hat and a mustache, going with kind of 
the United Kingdom British gentlemen. Well, he looks thing. like Doug Dimmodome from Fairly Odd Parents. Wow, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that's funny. That's been does the he big have meme a, going Does he have around. a monocle? Yeah, and I don't know if he has a monocle, but he. There's been a bunch of memes of like people drawing Doug Dimmodome as a Pokemon trainer, like yeah. with the the Galarian wheezing. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zigzagoon and Lanoon were also the two of them that they showed off. They look uh, like uh, they look like they're from Kiss. Yeah, they do. They're black yeah. and white, got the X's and everything. The tongues hanging out. Yeah, they're really cool. And actually, they've introduced a third evolution for them as well. Obstagoon is yeah. how I would pronounce it. He becomes bipedal. <laughs> and like, I don't know, he kind of looks like a big, tough guy. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't expect that evolution he from looks, that uh, line. He looks all right. Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of like the animal-esque stuff of Zigzagoon. And uh, Lanoon. Right. Batter. And he becomes a little humanoid, but I don't know. We'll see how this Galarian theme continues. Yeah. I mean, I love I love Zigzagoon because Gen, Gen 3 is my favorite generation of Pokemon. So I'm glad Gen 3 is getting more representation. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be cool. There's a new form-changing Pokemon named Morpico. He has... Full belly and hangry mode. Hangry mode. Yeah, hangry mode. He gets so hangry. Which changes his type. He's <laughs> when he's full belly, he's electric, and when he's hangry, he goes dark. He's... Here's the real question: Is how many electric mice can Pokemon make? They just keep cranking them out. It's there's so many. Is it every generation they come I, up with like a new one? I think so. I, I don't think there was one in Gen 2, but Marilla was kind of the... Yeah, that's right. I mean, even though it's nothing like Pikachu. Remember, everyone... It was called, like, Blue Pikachu right, or something yeah. like back in the day. I think he's cute. He, he does look cute. And he changes colors with the different forms and everything. So, I don't know. Who, who would you equate that with? Who? What other Pokemon have forms? Oh, geez. There's a few you know, of them. Well, and I just... I The forms have never intrigued me as much as, like, Rotom. Folk. Rotom has a bunch of different yeah. forms. Like, the shape of, like, different electronics. Yeah, there's a Pokemon in Gen 3 that changes based on the weather. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? Cast Form. That's Cast right. Form, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of those guys. Yeah. There's a few. There was one in Gen 4, too, that was based on the season. It would change. You know the one I'm talking about? Um... I mean, full disclosure, I love Pokemon, but I don't know all 900 of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to keep them straight. But the the final thing of the trailer were kind of the new rivals. And there's Bede, B-E-D-E is how it's spelled. Interesting. He looks, he looks like a fancy rich boy yeah. that wants to beat you up and take your lunch money. He does. He looks very English again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're hitting the, the theme very well. And then there's Marnie, who seems to be like some kind of pop star i guess like I, she looks like a punk metal kind of pop star yeah which also feels kind of very british the like underground yeah. type thing it's right. cool but the, apparently the evil team team yell yeah like one would yell i don't know i think that's kind of goofy oh but, i um, think they look they're they're terrible i yeah. hate them already but team yell is like revolves around marnie this punk star yeah, because in the trailer, it, it describes them as Marnie's a wild fan. So, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but Me I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely intrigued. Because that at first, I was like, oh, so Marnie... Because in a lot of Pokemon games, there's two rivals, or at least recently. So I was like, oh, so Marnie's just one of your rivals, because that's how it puts her. But then I'm like, oh, what if she's, like, evil? Because she could be leading them, or she could be like, guys, stop. And they're like, we have to take all the Pokemon to impress Marnie. Right, you know? right. I don't know. I gotta tell you, Marnie blew up on the internet. There's so much fan art of stuff in her. It's been five days, and there is already hundreds and hundreds of pictures of her online. Take it easy, everyone. (laughs) We'll get more info on her soon.
Our next piece of news comes from Best Buy, actually, and it's more news on the Joy-Con front. Yeah. They're getting some, uh, I, I would call them like slime green, I think, for- um, Luigi green. Yeah, Luigi green for Luigi's Mansion 3. They're coming out when- October 27th, I believe, a few days before the Luigi's game Mansion 3, yeah. Yeah, cool. And they're going to have the full $79.99 price tag. Which means I get to look at them in the store and go, wow, that's so cool. And yeah. Not buy them. No. But if you're a collector, again, like they're really cool looking. So Yeah. And I know there are people out there who have like every single Joy-Con. And that's a dream of mine. But I don't have... Because, you know, in order to have all the Joy-Cons... I was looking at this the other day. Nintendo Life uh, posted an article about all the different Joy-Cons. And, you know, there's the Smash bros ultimate joy cons which you had to buy the special edition switch for that and there's the let's go pikachu and eevee joy cons which you had to buy the special edition for that so on top of having to spend 80 dollars to get all the separate ones you would have had to spend 600 dollars to get each wait no more than that because they were 400 dollars a piece because they came with the game yeah so 800 dollars just to just for the joy cons i'm sure you can buy them online but i'm sure people hike up the prices because they're special edition so gross (laughs) but so cool at the same time right so that's cool look look forward to that in october next up this is also via nintendo life they estimate that nintendo has spent approximately 60 percent of the total tv advertisement money from the gaming industry so that's above xbox sony any of the independent brands and they topped rockstar who came in second with 35.9%. So Nintendo was nearly double that. Yeah, they spent $3.7 million this past month. That's crazy. Yeah, and I guess it just goes to show that they either have confidence in their product or just have some money to blow because it's doing so well. Well, and it, it also noted in the article that they've prioritized Nickelodeon channels. So maybe that's why it costs so much. Right. It, they, it does say that they, they reached about... 383.6 million people so that's i imagine gotta be worth their money it worked on me when i was a kid right well and it looks like they also they prioritized mario maker 2 for the kids channels which does make a whole lot of sense you know mario is just super kid friendly and mm-hmm. especially mario maker 2 kids love minecraft build your own stages so yeah i don't know makes a lot and of sense out of that 3.7 million which they spent last quarter of that was spent on one Mario Maker 2 ad. On one ad. That's... I think I've seen the ad that it's in reference to, and it's not all that fancy. (laughs) It's... I think it's just a bunch of gameplay, but... Yeah. But still, I guess you just gotta get your name across. I included that in our little news thing, because I was like, that's just crazy. That's just a cool little tidbit of Nintendo information. It is... Yeah, I don't know if Nintendo had more or less coming out in the last month than the other consoles like oh, Xbox way and more. Sony, you know, just didn't have as much to advertise in the first place. That's that's all. That's another thing is, yeah, there were like no Xbox games that came out this last month. There were no PlayStation games because I'm a big PlayStation guy, too. And uh, in past, there have been a month or two periods where I don't touch my Switch. And uh, the opposite has been true, where I've just been t- nothing. This summer has been like the summer of Switch. Like, I've just been playing my Switch this summer. I barely touched my PlayStation. Hot Switch summer. Yeah. (laughs) So, keeping on with the Super Mario Maker 2, just a little tack-on fun tidbit of information there. Nintendo announced that players have uploaded over 5 million courses. That's so cool. It's been out, what, a month, maybe? Yeah, a little little over a month. That's so many courses. How many is that a day? (laughs) Oh my god, too many. Let's... 
and I just I just crunched the numbers. And um, <laughs> if 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 the game's been about approximately a month, that's one hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six courses per day. That's insane. So just fascinating. <laughs> Our next piece of news, I think, is actually pretty important for the industry. And I'd say so. I don't know. It's it's an almost an ethical issue at this point. It's about loot boxes. Um, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony have all announced that by the there's a date in 2020 that they will start disclosing the odds of loot boxes. The ratio of whatever rare item it is you're looking for will be will come out of the loot boxes that they're gonna make you pay for. Loot boxes are notorious for being part of microtransactions. You have to pay $5 to get a key to unlock this random lottery box. And 99% of the time, you're going to get junk wheels in Rocket League or junk skin in whatever game it is. But there's the 1% chance that you're you're going to get it. And so that's, that's become almost an an addictive issue for kids and adults. Yeah, it's it's been a big story recently in the gaming sphere. It was really popularized in 2016 with Overwatch because Overwatch was in my in my memory the, the big first game to have loot boxes and people loved getting those loot boxes because you got cool like like not just color swapped skins for your characters like cool actual like other skins so people put a lot of money to that blizzard was making so much off of it everyone else took notice and now there's loot boxes and everything i'm kind of uh, in the middle on this issue um i get the argument that's like well you should have self-control and just not and not do it because personally i've never bought a loot box that wasn't bought within game currency but i know that there are definitely people with gambling addictions and stuff that get taken advantage of kids for sure that you know people also say like oh well parents should just have more you know control over their kids because you know you hear stories where Oh, kid spent $5,000 on Fortnite and cleaned out his parents' bank account. (laughs) And people are like, well, that parent should have just had more control. But it's not, like that stuff, sure. But um, there are definitely things where it's like, I mean, when I was a kid, my parents would occasionally buy me toys and stuff. And this is this new younger generation's version of that with Fortnite and stuff. I used to work at GameStop. And so I I can attest of how often people came in and spent $10 here on Digital currency. digital currency all the time. And it was always kids. It was always kids. And that's what's happening now is mom is saying, all right, you can get have something that's $10. And instead of the kid being like, oh, I want this new action figure. They're like, oh, I want $10 so I can buy a loot box in Fortnite or well, FIFA. But I do. And that's a, almost a separate issue, though. There's digital currency, which is one one problem in and of itself. Because I don't know. I think it's weird to pay for money in this game that mm-hmm. ideally you should have paid the full price of the game when you bought it. Yeah. Um, but it's one issue to use that in-game currency for a skin you know what you're getting. It's another for it to be a randomized loot box. So, and that's what the issue is here. And Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, they've all agreed that they're going to start showing the odds of what you're going to get in these loot boxes, which is good. Yeah, I mean, it isn't. It doesn't end the issue by by any means. But at least when there are kids who like are obsessed with FIFA and really just want Ronaldo in FIFA, <laughs> they can see that yeah, you can spend two dollars on this loot box, but there is a zero point three percent chance you're going to get Ronaldo, mm-hmm. and a ninety nine percent chance you're going to get this player you've never heard of. So we'll keep an eye on that. Again, that they they I think they've said they're going to 
try and get those numbers up by 2020, mm-hmm. which is still, you know, a ways away. Yeah. Uh, not to not to belabor the issue, but did you hear? We didn't we didn't really talk about this because neither of these games are huge Swish games. But did you hear? Did you hear how they added microtransactions like after after launch in Black Ops Four and Crash Team Racing? I didn't hear about that. Yeah. No. So for both of those games, long after they came out, super long for Black Ops Four, not not so long for Crash Team Racing. They added just microtransactions, so loot boxes and stuff. Loot boxes for, for for Black Ops 4, I believe it just microtransactions in Crash Team Racing. Because Crash Team Racing has a lot of grinding in it in its online store. And so now you can just skip the grinding and just buy the points that you need to get the, the new skin. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And people have taken a lot of issue with that on the internet. Because now, whereas a review, like if I'm writing a review, like that's, especially in this day and age, like that's a thing to me. Like, oh man, look at all these loot boxes. Like, I don't like that. So I might have mentioned that in my review, whereas all the reviews of these games are not going to mention it. So if someone's thinking about going out and picking up that game, they're not going to have that knowledge like ever for like unless people go back and edit their reviews, which they're not going to do. That's bizarre yeah. that they would patch that in later. It makes sense from Activision. Totally makes sense. Di- well, I, they're both Activision, but it makes sense for Call of Duty. Didn't didn't see that really coming with with Crash Team Racing. Mm-hmm. I just think it sucks. Yeah, no, it does suck kind of puts a tarnish on a game that is as great as, as crash team racing another short bit of news from the last week capcom has recently announced that the 2d platformer ducktales remastered will be leaving digital stores across all platforms so i don't really know why they're pulling it if there's any reason behind that probably has something to do with um the rights to ducktales or some of the music in the game or it's probably a disney issue but it sucks. I mean, DuckTales isn't on PS4 or Xbox One as far as I know. So this really only affects PS3, Xbox 360, Wii U, which is why we're mentioning because it's on Wii U. But it is, it's a fantastic game. I love, I love DuckTales Remastered. I loved the NES game. Um, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I loved, I loved the, I loved the remaster. And it's really sad to see that no one's going to be able to to download it or play it anymore. I mean, you can still, there's still physical copies out there, but this is the danger of, of, of digital. If you own it, they're not stripping it from you. No, but, but if you if you own it and you haven't downloaded it, you can't download it anymore. Right. So you basically don't own it. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm a physical boy. <laughs> that's why I have sh- freaking cardboard boxes full of carts that I don't know where to put. I don't have room anymore to be a physical boy. Yeah. I've recently become a more digital guy. That's what we're calling it now. Physical boy versus, versus digital guy. <laughs> but like, like recently with, with Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and Fire Emblem, I bought those games digitally. And it's been great. And I love it. <laughs> mostly because I know they probably won't ever get taken down. Ultimate Alliance 3 actually is up in the air. Because Ultimate Alliance, the collection, is was re-released on PS4. And I don't think you can download it anymore. So we'll see. I'm not... I just, I'm not going to delete that game. Yeah. Staying on my Switch, because what if it does get taken down? What size SD card are you running? 128, I believe. Nice. Mm -hmm. I have a 64. Uh, Uh, Probably at the Switch, but. I would, if I had the money for it, um, I would, I would pay for like a 500 gigabyte or something like that. I definitely think it's worth the investment. I actually had like a, a like $10 128 gigabyte that i got off of ebay and i was like wow what a great deal and then of course it just broke ah. like, like months into using it yeah and so i had to buy a new one and transfer all my stuff thank, thank goodness there are cloud saves now except for games in like splatoon where my saves are just gone womp womp yeah 
I'm gonna wait like three years and get like a one terabyte micro SD for like five dollars. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, because you know they they drop in price. So uh-huh. Right now they're like five hundred dollars or something Jeez. silly like that. But anyway, additionally on the digital front, the August NES games have been announced. Woohoo! Starting on August twenty first, you'll be able to play Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom. Oh man, Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom. My two favorite NES games said no one ever. <laughs> right. Well, I don't mean I mean, I've played a couple games for the first time using this NES collection that you know is for it's for free. But it's I, not, you're paying for it. Switch online already sucks. Like <laughs> okay, that's nothing works online, like at all. I think Fortnite works fine, but Fortnite you don't even need Switch Online for. Yep. That's just free. Um so like we, I should be able to be like, wow, I'm paying for Switch Online, and maybe the online stuff doesn't work too well, but at least I can have all these mm-hmm. NES games. But most of them suck. Yeah, most of them are pretty pretty strange. But like Solomon's Key, I've played a game that's very similar to that for the Game Boy Color that I've always loved, but I didn't know it was based on Solomon's Key. And so that's Monster Rancher for you, Yo, Game Boy Color what? folks. It's a Monster Rancher game. It's Solomon's Key is no Monster Rancher. For the Game Boy Color, I can't. Well, yeah, what it's but called. like was... Solomon's Key is like Monster Rancher. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> the Monster Rancher game for the Game Boy Color used took the mechanics oh, of Solomon's Key, which I was about basically to say. a reskin Solomon's Key. But I didn't know that until oh. the NES collection came out. So I'm just saying, well, there's some value somewhere. And I mean, I I guess there's value like Zelda's on there, Metroid's on there, um, and there are ten year olds playing those for the first time. Yeah, and it's that's nice. But like, come on, give us SNES games. Yeah, I agree. Give us, here's the thing. I saw, I don't remember who who said this, so I'm stealing someone's thoughts and I'm sorry, but I saw this on YouTube or on an article or something. People who are playing video games right now, which are generally probably like 16 to like 30, like that range. Of course, people older than that play games, but like they're nostalgic for N64 GameCube era. And that's what they should be giving out because that's what the nostalgia is. Even SNES too, sometimes. NES nostalgia is dead. Like, people are over it, you know? Because the people that were really playing NES got all their nostalgia through, like, the Wii and the Wii U. And they've replayed those games so many times that it means so little that, oh, they re-released Zelda on the Switch. Like, it means, it just doesn't mean as much as it used to. If you care about the game, you have it in some form that it's been released mm-hmm. over the past 30 years. And it's, it's still really cool that those are on the Switch. I just, I miss, I miss the virtual console. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. The Wii Virtual Console was just like mind blowing at the time. It was. It's so good. It's still. It's still great. The Wii U Virtual Console too. I didn't know until like earlier this year that it had Game Boy Advance and DS games. I was like, when I heard there were DS games, I was like, what? Mind blowing. I think that's so cool. And it would be really cool to see something like that on Switch. Yeah, the Switch needs to catch up. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get something like that soon. Yeah, and okay, I just have a couple fun little stories here yeah. to tack on to the NES stuff. Um, I don't know if... I've read these on, like, some CNET, and I think one of them might have even been on, like, CNN. Mm-hmm. But, so, some guy found a sealed copy of Kid Icarus in his attic, and it was sold for $9,000, which Jeez. is a lot of money for an old game. Um, but it was sealed, and that's pretty crazy. It had the receipt and everything that's, with it. That's um, cool. <laughs> I know, it's pretty funny. And then somebody also decided to sell their one of their copies of the 1990 World Championship Nintendo Tournament. Like, they put all the games that they were playing during that tournament. It's a couple games, but they made special versions for the competition mm. and put them on this cartridge. And the winner, or maybe the, you know, the 
top four, all that got the cartridge. Anyway, he sold it to a pawn shop for $25,000. That's crazy. I would like that money, please. <laughs> I would like that game, please. Actually, I wish I was the one paying the $25,000 for that game. If you had that game, if you stumbled upon it, would you sell it? No, 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 no. I'm a physical boy. That's, I like the collector That's stuff. crazy. Yeah, I'd, no, I'd sell man. it. I, really? I don't know. I don't know. Because like, cause I do have some things. I don't have anything crazy valuable. So most of my things that I have are like, oh, that's worth $100 or something. And I'm like, well, that's not enough. I'd rather have that. But if it was 25000 I don't know. Our last piece of news is kind of just a potential story. We'll find out if it comes to anything. But Sean Murray was talking with Game Informer and was asked about a potential port of No Man's Sky. And here's what he said, quote, it's super interesting. I love the Switch. We're obviously very focused on what we're doing right now, but we have done a lot of work for PSVR to optimize the game. So I'd be interested to see what's possible. But at the moment, we're just very focused on what we're doing right now. End quote. I think that means they're not really looking at it at the moment. I think they might could port it when there's like a complete edition for whatever like the next generation is. I think it'll be released for that, but I don't think they can quite bring it to the Switch. I don't know. I think you get it to Switch. No Man's Sky, I mean, it does a lot. You know, there's a lot of planets and a lot of like processing power in that. But b- beyond that, I don't think it's too technically challenging. So I feel like they could definitely bring out a version for the Switch. And I think that'd be really cool to see. I'd, I'd pick it up again if it came out on the Switch because I have not played that game since a, since its hellish launch back <laughs> in the day. I never, I have not played it. And I'm actually really interested in playing it. Mm. I'm not trying to be pessimistic here. You know, uh, if they can manage it, please bring it to the Switch. You will have a sale right here. But yeah, it, it was it fun? Uh, no, it was really bad. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's what why I, I said that. <laughs> but I've heard it's gotten better. I was going to say, I hear it's really good now. So, hey, I would like to try it again, but I've not been compelled to pick it back up yeah. for PS4 or Xbox because I bought a physical edition when I was a physical boy. So I sold it because I hated it. So I don't still have it. And nothing has really compelled me to get it again. But if it came out on Switch, I think I'd pick it up again. Yeah, cool. We'll keep an eye out. Fingers crossed. So that was our news for the week. Are you ready to move on into what we've been playing? Yeah. What What have you been playing, Jake? Pretty much nothing. Oh. <laughs> I've, I, like I mentioned earlier, it's been such a busy week for me, seeing as how I move in a, like two days as of, as of recording. So I've mostly been packing and spending real life quality time with people before i leave but your waifu needs you <laughs> on fire emblem Bernadetta i have been playing says, fire emblem that's the only thing that i've been playing but i i don't think i want to spend another 30 minutes talking about it when you finish it i think you might get another 30 minutes yeah how about that, I'll, that I'll, yeah i think that's fair i will <laughs> say i'll just i'll throw in there i did make it to part two finally i'm like 46 hours in yeah and i still feel like there's so much game to play and yeah, what what happened in the story shocked me. That's all I'll say in a good way. Cool. Yeah. So we can move on from that. Don't wanna don't wanna dwell on that. Oh, something Nintendo that I have been playing recently. Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo is. <laughs> I bought a Sega Dreamcast, which is one of my like gaming holy grails. Like I've always wanted one, but I just haven't pulled the trigger. Like it's not rare. Like you know, I say holy grail, but I've just always wanted a Dreamcast, and I finally was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy, it's also in a few days, it's my birthday. So I was like, it's my birthday week. I'm going to buy a Dreamcast. Happy birthday, Jay. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. But I bought Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 
on that. Um, so good. And I've been I've been playing a lot of that on my not a lot, but I've been playing that on my Dreamcast. But other than that, I've just we have some gems we're going to talk about. So I've been playing those, but nothing more recent. All right. Well, that means that I get to talk about what I've been playing. Yeah, I've been playing. I know like, you've been playing a lot. I've been playing almost too much. I don't feel like I've gotten to play enough of like each of them, which is oh, a little um, unfortunate. So. The first game I'd like to talk about, we I brought it up last week. It is called Undertale. Whoa. Whoa. Oof. Ouch. <laughs> What'd you say last week? I, think uh, I, said, it. I said oof. Yeah. <laughs> That's not far from how I feel I'm right so, now. Oh, I'm so excited to hear what you're about to say. Uh, Are you finished? Did you finish I it? I finished it Ooh. last night. Ooh. It took me six and a half hours. Yeah. And okay, you know what, guys? I think we're going to go spoiler heavy here. And we got it. We have timestamps in the show notes, so uh, if you don't, if I feel like I'm the only person on the I planet, I also feel at like you're the only person that either hasn't played it or doesn't know, didn't know what was going on. So, but yeah, spoilers. So skip to the next section if you don't want to hear it. Anyway, yeah, I finished it. It was cool. Um, <laughs> cool. I got the vibe it was going for. Do you not it think? Was, do you think it was the best video game ever made? Like so many people did back then. No, it it. I could tell the edge, the flavor of edgy that it was going for, mm-hmm. and it was not my flavor. Like, it it was funny at some points. I genuinely thought there were some funny things. And, like, so the Undyne fight. I don't know if you recall who Undyne is. Mm-hmm. She's, like, fish the... Fish lady. She is a fish, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, but she, um, she tracked you down. I don't... That whole sequence was cool, and the fight with her was fun, and I decided to spare her. I liked the nuance there. She was like conflicted. Like, am I, is this human a monster? Or like, why are they giving me water? Like I'm dying. I'm boiling in my suit right now, but they're giving me water. Like, I guess I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to like, you know what I mean? We'll call this one even. Yeah. And oh, I liked that. And then like, I, oh, and she saw me save the kid. He was like hanging onto the cliff. Like the little kid that kept on tripping all over the place. Mm-hmm. He was super cute. But she saw me like save this kid. And so like, you know, it was interesting the topics it brought up obviously the big twist are the xp and the love points i feel like Mm -hmm. you learn about that at the end all along the way you have the choice of either fighting or interacting with the creatures in a way that would allow you to spare them and that was kind of like the joke or tease or taunt or criticize whatever i kind of touched on it last week and so if you choose to spare them, you, you don't get any experience, any XP, but you get money. If you kill them, you get XP and money. And so what it turns out at the end, the what XP stands for is execution points. And so I had killed my fair share of things throughout the game. And so I had, I had a collection of execution points. And then throughout the game, as you like killed things and gained these XP, you know, as you gained XP, you also like your love... I don't know if it was love level increased or just like your love increased. Love stood for level of violence. And so like, obviously the more you killed and the more execution points you got, the higher your love went. So your level of violence went up. And so that was, that was the trick. Um, That was kind of the, and so the kid was the monster the whole time. Did you, did you, did you get to the, the, the Sans fight where it's like, you're gonna have a bad time? No. You didn't fight Sans? Sorry. I'm not gonna have to play this <laughs> stupid game again. Was, I did. Okay, that was for my meme. Oh 
well, did a meme. That's really funny because I recognized that song, but like I didn't. I would never have known it was from Undertale. Really? I did not. I fought the flower. Uh, the I don't know. I fought a flower, and it became like the game went meta, as I mentioned, as I thought it would. The whole the whole game was meta, like the 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 menu boxes would like float around and break and like shatter. But this time, like the art style changed. It, it talked about your save files. Like he was tampering with my save files and like would load me up right when I was dying yeah. over and over again. Like crazy stuff. Ha- you can like they'll know if you go into like the source code of the game, like on PC and edit with it. Like the game knows. It's really? one of those, yeah, and it'll be like, I know, I know you've been trying to tamper with this, with the, like, say, with the code of the game, uh-huh. and, like, you can't do that. Well, that's, I, I can tell there's a whole lot of little things about this game that can change how the playthrough feels. I don't think I can play through it again. It kind of felt like a slog. I wanted to be done with it so I could play other things. Like, mm-hmm. the other games we're going to talk about, I wanted to be playing those. Interesting. But it was an experience, and it was certainly... It was very mother-like. Again, as I said, just very absurdist. I don't know what level of humor it was trying to reach. I don't quite understand. I don't really remember all that, but I do remember being just very sarcastic, I guess, is that kind of humor. Like trying to be really serious, but also like really goofy at the same time. Like Papyrus was really like a goofy character. Yeah. Sans and Papyrus, but then like there would be really, really serious stuff happening at the same time too, so... I just feel like it, it, it tried to cut through the middle and kind of missed a bunch of marks. Yeah. Um, Did you Do you know about the different kinds of way you, you can play the game? Like well, the different runs? Like have you I, got done research or anything on it? A little bit. I know there's like a... I mean, you can go through the game and not kill a single thing. That's like you the can, good ending. Yeah. The that's pacif- the, there's the pacifist run, um, the genocide run, and then like the middle run, which I guess is what you did. Yeah. I, I, I was pretty lukewarm. Yeah. But what's, do you know the endings? Uh, no, I just know in the genocide run, you know how like, it's like randomly encounters with enemies. You have to like walk around in circles over and over and over again. And there is a set amount of enemies in every area that exist. And once you kill all of them, the game's music switches to like really depressing and like empty sounding like you're in a ghost town kind of thing creepy yeah and people will know like you'll walk in it like everything when you talk to people changes because they know that you're like the person who murdered everyone in that town like and you're like coming for them like it changes a lot so i mean that's kind of neat i guess but like you were saying it's not my kind of thing like i like i've played better mobile games that kind of went for the sim a similar like vibe like a dark room i don't know if you've ever heard of that Mm -hmm. it's years old at this point but um, it kind of just has, like, the creepy, like... I'll tell you what game is similar, but goes for the uh, the same vibe. Doki Doki Literature Club, which you should play. You did mention that. I okay. did mention it. You should play it. I'll work on it. But yeah, those are my thoughts on Undertale. Uh, I will give it a 6 out of 10. Controversial. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I Don't make me play it again, please. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch a couple endings on YouTube just to round out my understanding. I know I do know there's like some kind of prequel game. That, yeah, Delta Rune. Yeah, that came out, and I just if it's anything like this, I just don't have the time for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I also don't care. Sorry, sorry, Undertale fans. I guess my last note would be that the Hotland music that was the highlight of the game. It was like jazzy, funky, fusiony. All of the music in this game is is, is amazing. I think that's one of the better things about it. Like that Sans theme, it's such a meme at this point to play the 
the sands theme, but it's like a really good song. Yeah, what a dance party. That's a jam, but- An absolute jam. Other than that, I don't know. I'm done with the game. It was fine. I hope you, I I hope if you've played it, you liked it, but not for me. Lots of people certainly did. Yep. Moving on. Finally, I can put that one on the back burner for now. I found a game at a bargain shop that I was not expecting to like, and I have been wanting to play it more, but couldn't because of Undertale. It's called Yokai Watch. Yo, really? Really? It's for the 3DS. It's the first one. I found it for $3.50, along with Codename Steam for the 3DS as well. I haven't touched that one yet, but it was also $3.50. And I just felt like I couldn't pass them up because, Mm -hmm. you know, both are big names or got decent reviews at the time. But I've been playing Yokai Watch on my 3DS, and it's pretty cool, man. I'm a sucker for monster collectors like Dragon Warrior Monsters. I've played multiple versions of those from like the Game Boy Color up through the DS. Obviously Pokemon, I will touch any Digimon that I can. And this is certainly very different. It's very cartoony. It's obviously anime. And I I believe there is an anime that accompanies it, but the game is pretty darn fun and leans very heavily into like the setting of the game. It's, it's basically a city, like a, not very urban. It's not like New York, but it, it, uh, like kind of a suburban city, but it's huge. It's, there's lots of different areas and I find myself getting lost. It's really cute because they want you to like pay attention to like traffic. You have to press like the, the, uh, the button to cross the street so you get the walk signal and everything or else like yeah. you, you'll get in trouble, which is <laughs> cute. But what, what do you know about this game? Uh, not, not much, honestly. What have I, I, I've never played it. It looked interesting. I was really intrigued when it was first coming out because it was touted as the Pokemon killer. Right. Because it was so popular in Japan. I'm, I'm, I, I, as far as I'm aware, it's still pretty popular in Japan. But uh, when they brought it to the West, it just didn't do like anything. I, I, I was going to play it, but then I heard a lot of people say it's really geared towards kids. So I didn't, I didn't bother picking it up. The combat looked really monster, monster questy. Not monster quest, dragon quest. Dragon quest monsters. That's the game I'm thinking of, yeah. right? It looked like that, or it just looked like Dragon Quest, the more traditional turn-based, mm-hmm. earthboundy stuff, which I'm just not crazy about, really. So I never picked it up. The most I know about it is one of my friends always going, Jibanyan! Whenever we'd find a Jibanyan plush in a GameStop. There you go. That's, so that's... the most I know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely geared towards kids. The combat is... The combat is super interesting. It's not exactly in depth certainly not as complex as pokemon but all six of your yokai are kind of in play at once technically there's three that are active and three that are resting but with just like by turning it's like a rotary phone but it's your watch you just turn the dial and like hence hence yokai watch exactly all this like the the bottom screen is essentially your watch interface during battle that is and so you turn your watch and like the three active yokai change like that fast and so they all kind of just in in real time but it's still kind of turn-based they they all just kind of like attack each other back and forth and they have an attack value defense value and then 
they also have like their special attacks which they charge up over time and this is kind of where the repetition comes in when you use your special attack to basically fully charge it get it ready for launch there's one of three little mini games i guess that you you'll play they take 10 seconds each but one of them is like you tap all the little bubbles one of them is you spin the wheel and the other I can't think of right now, but you just do those over and over again. And that's all that the special attacks are. There's a, I think there are a lot of mechanics that I haven't quite figured out that possibly could be in play, but I rarely feel like they matter because the game's pretty easy. I'm not very far. I'm, I couldn't be more than 15 hours. I'm probably 10 hours in. And I, I'm looking forward to continuing it. I've probably only in, run into... 30 or 40 of the yokai and like it says there's like 200 in this game and so i'm really looking forward to you know seeing what they look like i don't love all the designs pokemon are definitely cuter than yokai because they're like spirits you know they're supposed to be like representative of strange mishaps and curses and spooky things yeah and so some of them are cute and some of them are some of them are just kind of there I don't, I, I don't, I will never even think about them ever again, but still it's interesting. I love just catch em alls. And so I'm having a lot of fun exploring the world. The, I'm also impressed with the setting. The mm-hmm. city feels really good to run around in. It feels lively. There's so many people like you can talk to all of them and they just repeat the same line like once or twice, well, yeah. you know, but just still like it's super well populated. The cars are like zoom in by you all that said i'm not telling you this discount store because they had yokai watch 2 there Ooh. i'm looking forward to picking that one up when i'm done with this to see if they improved or changed the parts that i didn't like so much the combat is repetitive it's very unique and they can do it right but if they they just need to incorporate a little bit more to if, if they're gonna make you participate by like spinning things or tapping things or you know, like there needs to be something a little more to it other than the same three activities over and over. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious if two and three remedied that and four is on the way to America, I think, mm-hmm. as we, we, we discussed. Was it last week? It was a few weeks ago. Yeah. But I'm, I'm on board. I'm a Yokai Watch fan. Awesome. That's I didn't expect that. I didn't either. I'm, I'm really happy to report it. Just... I, I won't watch the anime. I'm not interested in really much beyond the game, but it's just a fun game. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to hear hear your your journey with, with the series continue. I know, and I'll certainly update you. Maybe, I, I, obviously, I, I don't know how this story is going to unfold. It's a very loose story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got this watch, which allows me to see the spirits. And so I don't know where I'm going from here. But as when I, when I wrap up, I'll, I'll give you a better review. Awesome. And I'm going to pick up two ASAP, so you can't have it. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. My plans foiled. <laughs> but I think that's kind of what I've been playing this week. And I've been it's been a busy, busy gaming week for me. Yeah, uh complete opposite for me, other than other than some gems that like I said we're gonna get into. But I think I think things are gonna pick back up soon. I know there's I mean you know, later in this month, we've got Rad coming out from Double Fine. And we've got Astral Chain. So those are two two games I'm definitely going to be picking up and playing. So Astral Chain looks sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I love I love platinum games. Yeah, but 
Let's get into our gem of the week. Woo, gem of the week. And this week was actually kind of Jake's pick. Would you like to announce to the audience? Yeah, it was Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2. All right, for the Super NES. Yes. Originally. It's been ported all over the place. Yes. Um, uh, more, do- more notably to the Game Boy Advance as Super Mario Advance 3 yoshi's island Mm -hmm. and that's actually the version that that i've been playing when you told me that we were going to do this game yeah and uh sadly i i i meant to go play it on the snes because i have a physical copy right here in my hands but i couldn't find the the cords to hook up my snes it's heartbreaking so i went on the wii u virtual console and the only version of yoshi's island on the wii u virtual console is the Game Boy Advanced version. And I didn't feel like going back even further to the Wii or trying the 3DS. So I just picked up the Game Boy Advanced version. So that's pretty much what I've been playing too. But yeah. If I understand correctly though, not much has been changed from the two versions. No, they're almost exactly the same. I think it's just a qual- couple quality of life yeah, issues. Yeah, um, which we'll get into. But when I when I brought up this game, I thought it was really funny because just last week, Brayden mentioned he didn't like 2D Mario games. Yeah, that's and, kind of the the awkward thing here. Thanks for that. But it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a 2D Mario game as we were talking. Like you're not gonna get a Mar like a Yoshi's Island Mario Maker game. Like that's not gonna be a theme in Mario Maker. Like it's so different. So you think would. I'm not saying I don't think, but would you consider this a Mario game or a Yoshi game? Yeah, it's... Oh, well, if Yoshi is his own thing, it's a Yoshi game. Well, I mean, Yoshi's story or, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I consider... Crafted World. I consider all of those... Yeah, I consider all of those Mario games at their core. Oh, you know, above above anything else, I'd say those are Mario games. Okay. Um, Or at least early early ones. Well, you know, because they're all in like the Mario cinematic universe. Um, (laughs) But it's definitely more Yoshi than Mario. It does not feel like, in my opinion, it does not feel like a 2D Mario game whatsoever it just it just feels like a yoshi game and it's the beginning of the yoshi games which i love i've always loved the yoshi and kirby were my favorite growing up i love yoshi so much so like some of the notes i took i wrote like this is yoshi's island is the introduction of yoshi as we know him obviously yoshi first appeared in a super mario world on the snes but like he is not yoshi you know He's just a little guy you can ride, and he doesn't, like, do his flutter thing, really. Yeah, there's no characterization to There's that. no eggs, other than the egg he bursts out of, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, like, make eggs when he swallows things or anything. So, there, yeah, like you said, there's no characterization. I don't even know if he... He doesn't, like, he doesn't make his... He doesn't say Yoshi. He makes that, like, like, yeah. like noise that he makes, but he doesn't, like, do the, like, Yoshi, yeah. you know. So this introduced, like, the multiple colors, like, because you know, mm-hmm. before then, again, just in the original, there was just green, and now there's all kinds of colors. There's yeah. a whole rainbow of Yoshis. It introduced the float power, which is a staple for Yoshi. He always does that, you know, where he jumps and he goes, like, and Oh, yeah, and flutters his legs. Yeah. And introduced, uh, you know, making the eggs and throwing them. All things which have been staples of not only Yoshi's character in like Smash Brothers and other forms of Mario, mm-hmm. Nintendo media, but in all of the many, many Yoshi games which have been made. Yeah. Which which I'm a huge fan of. Like I, like Yoshi's Crafted World, which came out in March. Man, I wish this podcast would have been a thing back then because I loved Yoshi's Crafted World. Absolutely oh, loved it. I didn't play it. Maybe we ought to have you talk about it. I... Yeah, maybe. It's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a great, it's not hardcore at all, obviously. Sure. Um, it's a great couples game. I played it the entire thing through with my girlfriend 
and she plays video games but not as much as i do so it was it, it was it was a great great couples game or great yeah. two-player game it, it'd be also be you know not even just couples but like big brother little brother like or any just two people even your parents like i feel like i could easily be like hey dad this is how to play yeah let's they, play cool yeah so that's how i enjoyed it i don't think it would have been as great i did play some of it as single player and it wasn't as, as fun or as charming but it was, it was still great yeah um, but that, that, that's not what we're talking about today uh, right um well speak but also not what we're talking about today yoshi's story for the n64 that's one of my more significant interactions with yoshi stay tuned um, we'll I talk l- about it i love that game so much and Me it too. feels like the sequel to yoshi's island because um, it is it, it but not you know not literally it's not yeah. yoshi's island 2 but all those mechanics you were just that's talking what i'm saying about. it's the next yoshi game yeah absolutely side note it blows my mind so like yoshi's cookie like on the nes like mm-hmm. i can't believe that's a thing like who did they think yoshi was at that point you know when they just made that random game i don't like, know i'm i did not well, we just I got did, this old dinosaur guy i didn't do any any research on yoshi's cookie that's another stay tuned i don't know if we can do a whole gym thing on it but I mean, it might be like a mini gym yeah because it's just a little puzzle game it, right but um yeah it's definitely curious it definitely is curious but that's i i love yoshi's island because i love the yoshi's game just yoshi game mechanics so this is the beginning of that. It has stupid, stupid good art direction and music. This game is beautiful. It looks like it. It looks like you opened a children's book and and you're playing it. It's so pretty. I love, love, love the way it looks, and I love the music. It has iconic, what has become iconic, Yoshi, Yoshi's theme, and just like music from that. Yeah, the the almost paper craft, like layered kind of three D, mm-hmm. like things are in the distance and look you know everything looks two-dimensional but still layered and like yeah it's it's gorgeous it's 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 a really beautiful game and i know even especially back then because that's games just you didn't get stylized games they mm-hmm. were all just the style was 16-bit right you know? <laughs> like everything was just that style um and everything you know obviously they had their own variations of things you know you can't look at mortal Kombat and mario world and say that's the same art style sure but still within a point it was like they all kind of they, they look so similar. much right but this, I think, I, I would say it changed the game as far as stylized games. Oh, yeah. Kind of paved the way for Borderlands-type games that, you know, cell-shaded games. So, yeah, I, I, I think, at least. Sure. No, I, I could see the, in, like, the serial killer, like, string board, you know, connection. <laughs> yeah. I could see the string between Yoshi's Island and Borderlands. I genuinely could. Yeah. I would say the, the, the worst thing about this game, which they completely almost completely dropped from future Yoshi games is baby Mario because man, when you get hit, Oh, it sucks. You gotta freaking chase him halfway down a mountain. And he's just going, (laughs) (laughs) and it's awful. And it's, it hurts. It hurts my ears. Awful mechanic. Like, and I mean, I understand that's the point of the game. Like, and literally the story of the game is like, you gotta get baby Mario from one Yoshi to the next Yoshi. But like, Oh, I can't believe they used Baby Mario, like, in more games. Later. He's all over the place. Like, just, I, I, in my opinion, a weird, not cool you're interpretation me, of the character. You're telling me you don't play, you don't main Baby Mario or Baby Luigi in Mario Kart? Mario Tennis, baby. I got, <laughs> I got that gold shine on oh my Baby Mario. But, no. I, it's one of, if not my only complaint with Yoshi's Island is, uh, is baby baby mario have you ever beaten this game yeah 
really? a long time ago. Dude, I was getting my butt kicked at World 2. Really? It's a hard game, dude. Maybe that's why I don't like 2D Mario. They kick my butt. <laughs> like, ah, oh, gosh. And yeah. it like, beyond just losing baby Mario, like, I'd fall. I'd die. I, I don't know, man. It's hard. Yeah. It's, Who's the last boss? Uh, Bowser Jr., Baby Bowser. We have, dis- we have done research, and it is, <laughs> it is definitively Baby Bowser. Yeah, I never, I don't know. I never found it that hard. Maybe I'm just amazing at games and you just suck. I guess so. Like last, <laughs> just like last week, you were like, oh, I suck at games. But no, I, I, don't, I didn't have, I don't have any issue with the Yoshi's Island. At least Mario games. I don't know, man. <laughs> but good on you. And there's, there's, it's a big game too. There's a whole lot of levels. Like oh yeah. Six or seven stages per world. Mm-hmm. Um, at least. How many, eight worlds? Yeah. Seven worlds? I don't know. I had a hard time playing through it. Not because I just hated it, but just because it was difficult. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you made it to World 2, though. That, yeah. <laughs> that impresses me. I tried. <laughs> but uh, so what, do you, what, what, what is your overall? I've done a lot of talking about Yoshi's Island. Give me, give me some of your thoughts about Yoshi's Island, Mr. 2D Mario hater. As much as we just crapped on Baby Mario, it is an interesting mechanic that they... It's basically like an escort mission the whole way through. Ugh, and like, which are the worst. <laughs> yeah, right. But but the timer thing, I don't know, the fact that you can add seconds to your timer, up to 30 seconds, I believe. Yeah, 30 seconds. I Just, you know, it's definitely an interesting twist. Uh, timers are one of my most loathed mechanics in any game. I hate just feeling so rushed. But it's it makes sense. And, and though it messes me up from time to time, I, I do think it's a cool thing. Just the timer on recovering baby Mario. I think it's more inventive than just having lives. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah, that's for sure. Did this game win you over? Because when I when I first brought it up, you were like, oh, Yoshi's Island. I can see the value in it. I genuinely do. I really like it's a good game, but it's just n- not my kind of game. It was the one Mario game for like the Game Boy Advance that I always like avoided. I don't Interesting. know why. Yeah, I don't like we have because Yoshi's for babies. No, I I genuinely think it may have been because it's hard for me. Like you know what I mean? Maybe I've never made it past the second world <laughs> I of guess this game. So, yeah, and because I mean we've genuinely owned this game since I imagine it released for the Game Boy Advance, and so I don't know. I don't I don't have the best relationship with it. But this this most recent playthrough and going through it with a with a mind of seeing what you know, trying to see this in the the time that it came out, mm-hmm. and then even the re release that I was playing now. You know, just trying to put it in perspective, and it's it's a good game. Yeah, I love it. I'll always love it. And it definitely influenced games like Yoshi's Woolly World and Yoshi's Crafted World and, you know, Yoshi's Story. And established Yoshi. Yeah. Uh, made Yoshi who who we know and love. <laughs> that was my that was my attempt. <laughs> when I was Your turn. When I would know. <laughs> you can find I was about to say Yoshi's always been my favorite Mario character. Um, I would always pick him in Mario Party and Mario Kart, all the Mario sports games. Mm-hmm. And there is a YouTube video out there of me when i was 10 playing with my yoshi toys and making the yoshi noise a lot we'll have the link in the description no we will not we will no, we won't. i'll find it you'll have you to guys. find it uh you're not gonna find it. my name is not attached to it so have fun trying to find that if you wish it's very embarrassing and i will not show you because you you edit this and you you will add it to the description <laughs> and 
I'm, I'm not even going to show it to you. I can't even show it to your wife now, who I probably would show it to because she would think it was funny. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, we're, I'll find it. But what? anything else to say about our gym of the week? No, I think that about wraps it up. Well, cool. That does bring us to the end of our podcast this week. Jake, don't leave me. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll be with with you in spirit. We'll keep we'll keep in close contact. Obviously, yeah. you know we're acting as if this is the end of the podcast, and it's absolutely not. Nothing is going to change. Far from the truth. Yes, if, that's if right. everything goes as planned, it will even sound the same. Like it's not going to be like one of us is going to be crappily recorded on Skype. Um, we should keep audio. It should sound like we're in the same room. Yeah, that's right. Um, just. A little update, though. Next week, we will probably have a pre-recorded episode for you because both of us will be busy. Jake will be getting established up at school again, and I'll have some family in town. And so, but we will have an episode for you nonetheless. You just will probably be missing the the news section. Yeah, it'll be it'll be about uh, two gems. I guess we can tease it. It's going to be a Pokemon spinoff theme. Yeah. So that's exciting. Stay um, tuned for that next week. Yeah, stay tuned to see what pokemon spinoffs we're talking about that's right but again we would like to say thank you for listening to us hope you learned something new this week make sure to follow us on facebook like we said in the beginning just search Gems should come up subscribe if you haven't yeah on on itunes uh soundcloud and spotify make sure to rate us on apple Podcasts. we would so appreciate it yeah write a review give us another another fantastic five-star review we've got a few of them in which is which is pretty cool yeah um but uh yeah follow us on podbean too and stay tuned for next week yeah thanks for listening guys have a good one yeah. i'm brayden i'm been jake and this is nintendo